It is indeed our Thought Leader Thursday segment, 26 minutes it is after 8pm and uh, I know I joined many of you in welcoming uh, Dr. Ongamam Timka on the line. Chambase, Maskwam Geleputi, good evening, welcome. Good evening, Ayabonga, Machaya. Thank you for having me, Dad. Thank you very much for joining us and uh, tonight we are not discussing any political developments. Uh, we are not sure. uh, discussing those things. We are, we are having you in our Thought Leader Thursday segment uh, to talk about some of the insightful work that has emerged from uh, your research and teaching work uh, and your own observations uh, insofar as, uh, I guess, you know, the emergence of very particular political economies um, that are linked to um, infrastructure investments and the spatial changes that we've seen in our post-apartheid period. So I want mm. us to take a step back just for a second. Uh, explain to us just the, your motivations that informed, you know, this choice <laughs> of topic. Um, because it's not an easy topic, you know, to speak about this sure. as and Zekayo that are still unfolding. Um, to take a step back to bear witness to that. So uh, maybe just unpack for us uh, where the motivation came from. Wow, love that. So I actually have a preface uh, that I've written in my thesis that explains my interest in political economy. Mm. Uh, it starts from somebody who was raised by um, uneducated entrepreneurs, uh, starting off with my grandfather who... Um, you know, despite having standard two, that's a story mm. for another day, uh, had grown from being a mine worker to being a farm owner. And, um, you know, my dad was a very, who inspired me a lot, I have all my men, uh, that had studied all, only up to 10th grade mm. or standard age, but modeled to me a theory that I would uh, read about in management books later on, mm. you know, on servant leadership. But, wow, he really modeled. I grew up in a retail family mm. where for us from age 13 was a thing, you know, sure. no child labor. I'd be sitting at, 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 at our family store with a business economics book uh, and reading while serving customers. Mm. That really sh- shaped my interest in political economy. Sure. And then when I started working, um, so I did my, my degree in journalism and politics at Rhodes, and then started working at Kucha mm. uh, in 2006. And Kucha was in many ways to me a, a development activism experience. Sure. Because here yeah, I was, uh, and by the way, very therapeutic as well, because I'd come from uh, roads where white professors, really wonderful to be there. But Kuka was therapeutic in the sense that I came into this environment where young black executives were pushing um, to make a development project work in post-apartheid South Africa. And my, uh, so that's why I lost my virginity in political economy in the real world, because as I observed this, I was like, wow, here are executives, uh, mainly engineers, and are engaging in the political economic space to mobilize resources to drive an economic development project. Mm. And what was quite interesting for me was that uh, it, these were very different executives in the sense that it was people who chose to stay in an environment where their next pay wasn't guaranteed. Mm. But the politics of getting the Eastern Cape 
you know, to be the the whole idea behind the special economic zones or the ITZ program in South Africa at the time mm. was to uh, reorientate the economy of the country towards export-oriented industrialization. Sure. And so coming to the coast was something that was chosen, but in the politics of the so-called resistance against the class project of 96, uh, these were seen to be, you know, a vanity project, if you like. And so nationally, these projects were not wanted by the left, whereas at the local level, the executives had mobilized to form very supportive relationships with the left. Mm. And I thought, wow, this is quite interesting. And then when, yeah, yeah, that's the broad background. Um, but the interest in construction, so I had seen Kucha, for example, uh, prescribe uh, 30% black participation long before the, the the Black Economic Empowerment Act came into effect, the first mm. Black Economic Empowerment Act. At the time, it was just codes of good practice. Sure. Uh, and and it, it took a court of law to say to Kucha, no, you cannot prescribe uh, black participation requirements that are way more than what the, the um, you know, mm. uh, codes are prescribing. Yeah. Uh, and, and there was an interesting case, Kucha versus Kripante, uh, that, you know, so so anyway, it was that development activism. So when I, I then left the organization, what did the municipality then from there in an in an N, in an NPO in Sweden Township that was busy with community development. Mm. It was there I when I first heard a misnomer for me of business people um seeking to grow profits but using to, uh, 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 protest. Politique. to do that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, wow, this is quite interesting. Um, the emerging, you know, a neoliberal environment in South Africa says, if you want to grow your business, you have to compete in the market to, to such all. Uh, and here were guys that were saying, no, we're going to get business by protest. Mm. And I thought, wow, this is an interesting phenomenon which is important for us to capture those of us that are interested in understanding the emerging political economy of South Africa. And, and when you say when you say the use of toy toy to capture yeah. higher profits, I mean, I assume implied in that is the use of toy toy to access rents or to exclude and by virtue of that exclusion get more profit or to have exclusive access to certain resources that would give one that profit. Yeah, so that's interesting. Here's an issue. And and this is what I saw, by the way, when I started uh, analyzing my data. Mm. The fact of the matter, Ayabonga, is that if you look at South Africa's uh, economy, there's the racial capitalism part, which is persistent. But also there's the economy, the structures of industries Mm. where... Which is which are highly concentrated um, with uh, vertical integration in, and which results in a big five in every industry. Sure, sure. The big four, big five. So, 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 in this instance, um, the, the the these guys were outsiders that were protesting to get in. And mm. and, 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 and 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 using 
political tactics such as uh, mobilizing itoitoi as it were and stopping a project for example a construction project and say no work is going to continue here until there's been allocation of 50% of the work to locals mm, mm. so so it was outsiders that wanted to come in but as i found in my research these were not just outsiders that were, like, say, for example, I mean, we are a university town. We produce a lot of uh, built industry students. Mm. So these were not built industry students. So these people who've got some, uh, you know, knowledge of the construction sector and were being precluded to come in because of no capital, among other things. These were people who were political entrepreneurs. Uh, so, so, so I talk a lot about how, uh, by the way, building on the work of Eddie Cottle, mm. who, ha- who studied and profiled the, the construction sector, uh, doing the study for a university in Brazil, but he's a South African. Sure. He profiled how the sector had grown significantly between 1994 and 2012, mm. and 2014. Uh, he did his study in 2014, so his data runs up to. Uh, you know, 2012, he had shown that that sector had grown uh, tremendously with profits, operating profits, and 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 the growth of the sector uh, being amazing and and driven by the state mm. uh, in what you would call economies of backwardness, in the sense that those areas such as the Eastern Cape, among others, needed a lot of catching up, or in fact, townships that were previously excluded from certain municipal services. Yes, yes. Um, the, the Human Settlements Program. I mean, South Africa has run a huge integrated human settlements, initially housing, and then shifting to integrated human settlement mm. program. So all of that expenditure, government was spending, but that expenditure was skewed uh, in a racial capitalist way to benefit big business. And so these guys were coming in to say, hang on, we need to benefit from this. And by the way, in the study, I show how even the British in maritime empire had actually started by uh, these crooked means of like piracy. I mean, you've got a, a celebration of piracy in the West precisely because piracy was the means through which uh, the, the UK mm. caught up with the Spaniards and the Portuguese. Sure. So ila, 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 primitive accumulation, yeah, but it's that stage, you know, going the pirates and then, of course, also, you know, stealing from uh, all of the what became the colonial uh, places thereafter. Indeed, indeed. So, 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 uh, Marxists have been uh, clear about the origins of many of the economies which then legislate, create mm. legislation to protect themselves from suffering the same, you know, uh, 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 violence with which the, 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 the economies are, uh, uh, are founded. Yeah, but the, the, that's the point, that these groups were not... A, and, and I think I've seen your work, um, so Peter, I haven't read it yet, but a wonderful paper, paper, paper titled an abstract that I saw around Delangokmoa, mm, that mm. those groups are not unique. Yeah. They are a key feature of societies in transition. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I also make reference to the work of Ben Medzrich in Russia, once upon a time in Russia, mm. where 
during the transition, the scramble over state-owned enterprises was pretty violent. Um, and in, in fact, when I saw the SAA deal and, and, and the lack of transparency about that deal, it is an, it, to me it was reminiscent of uh, you know Russia in the 90s, where there was scramble between different groups of entre- political entrepreneurs to, to take over certain assets from the state. And mm. that's violent with all the oligarchs traveling uh, with former KGB agents as part of their security detail. You know, so, 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 so it seems to me that this phenomenon of the construction mafia, mm. uh, and by the way, I take time before I acknowledge that in, in, in Kabeha to have been activities of the construction mafia, that it's a, this phenomenon of violence uh, to compete over mm. t- economic sectors is quite interesting. Oh, at that point, by the way, I was quite happy. It, it, it was interesting reading also uh, native merchants uh, from U- yes, uh, U- U- Pagamisa, yeah. mm. because he, for me, he, he provided an earlier manifestation in South Africa of white uh, diamond mafia mm. that were attempting to get the liberal approach that was used by this one governor in Kimberley, uh, where this governor allowed both black and white. Uh, companies to operate diamond mining uh, 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 businesses. But the white uh, 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 diamond mafia of the time, terrorizing this guy to say, no, you've got to preclude black people from owning businesses in the mining, in diamond mining. And this guy would have none of it. And these uh, uh, white groups then actually were using the same tactics that the construction mafia are using at this mm, time mm, to mm. try and, 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 and close out a competition from black entrepreneurs. Hmm. And, and you know, now that you put it that way, I mean, I'm quite interested in how in the public discourse we have treated, be it in the media, in political parlance or elsewhere, even in the commentariat, how we've treated this phenomenon. I mean, I, I've in many instances pushed back against this formulation of construction mafia because I, I, think, sure. I think it narrows what is a very complex or tries to oversimplify what is a very complex phenomenon um somebody else like uh, you know uh, dr sydney mufamadi former minister of state security calls this economic banditry um and you know many of us have called it sort of a politics of entry uh, that um give more to political entrepreneurship and the use of violence in some instances as a strategy to enter rather than just, you know, uh, um, something that is a mafia with its own strict code and, uh, you know, uh, form and operation. Um, just your thoughts on, on how that has been characterized in the public discussion. Look, I think that's both fair and unfair, uh, 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 Ayabonga. Mm. So two things. Um, South Africa, in the post-apartheid era, has created opportunities through the laws. By the way, I've got an entire chapter dedicated to black economic empowerment sure. debates um, and, 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 and where I problematize this notion of, uh, you know, the, the hesitancy to, to adopt PEE and how vilified it is. Um, so, 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 so without digress, I'm coming back to your point. It's both fair and unfair. South Africa does work for, a, a, for those of us who've gone to school and then have been able to secure a, a job or some business opportunity. And then there is that group which Stats SA has now started calling 
not in employment, education, or training. Yes. I hope I got mm. that right. Needs, uh... uh, so, so, so the ANC, I delayed submitting my thesis because the ANC, towards the policy conference, introduces a very interesting phenomenon borrowing from Karl Marx of the dangerous classes or the lumen mm. proletariat. Mm. So, when when they evoked this, you know, lumpen proletariat uh, to to categorize what uh, Stats essay formally calls uh, need, I thought, well, this is quite interesting. Remember that I, I think the, the the people who are working are roughly just under ten million, if you can correct me there, uh, just under ten million. Then you've got the youth. Uh, some of them have actually migrated to urban centers, and I talk about this in my preface, how when I grew up, there were Abafana, you know, and Namakwengwe Adunile, who survived out of the rural economy of fetching wood and provide, selling water um, and using donkey carts, by the way, uh, you know. So, so, so the, those men and women, sort of mainly men, Mm. moved to urban centers uh, in my village from the late 90s to the early 2000s. And I kid you not, many of them have actually been to prison. And because of this phenomenon of joining an army of not employable, because somebody quit school at a certain stage, um, and so the economy is not absorbing them, and so you have a situation in which you've got a, 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 an inconvenient youth, as it were, to mm. borrow from. And it's Fiona Ford. So, mm. so, 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 these people are attempting to get into a, a, a market that is deemed to be free and, and liberal, but close to them. which in fact is not. Mm. It's not a, uh, I mean, the, if you look at, uh, and I make the comparison in the thesis, you don't, you and I, uh, unless we, we, there's loyalty programs now that say you want to put up, your, put in your fuel at a certain service station. Otherwise, we don't think much about the choice of a service station. Mm. From a, you, you know, so you, it's almost a, 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 from a consumer choice point of view, it's almost like a free market. But, but construction. The buyers of construction services are not buying in a free market sense because there is ranking within the construction sector that regulates who can bid for what work. Mm, CITP creates and all of that. Yeah, okay. mm. And then also there is the so-called quality and functionality and then pricing. So in order to award the construction tender, I must first check who has got the experience and everything else? So these guys came in to say, to hell with that. We want to come in and be given a chance. And by the way, uh, 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 I, 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 I then say when I analyze my data, wow, this is interesting because these guys are evoking the concept in Jewelry. You know? Uh, uh, because they say, for example, no, we are the hosting what? So as the hosting ward, we're entitled to a certain benefit of the construction work that's taking place here. And you guys who come from the rest of the city or the rest of the province must wait first for us. Wow, this is interesting. This is exploiting the concept of Sokaya 
and the concept of injury because mm. these guys wanted to be the ones who they, they didn't want to tender for work, for example. They wanted to be given packages in inverted commas. Mm. And then they, as so-called decide among themselves <laughs> as to who among their members is going to be allocated this work. So, so And then I talk about how, so Marx says, this, the, 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 the lumpen proletariat mm. have lost land in the rural areas and mm. urbanized. Yeah. But I was in, it was interesting how they bring an element of their subjectivity. Sure. You know, from, and, and, drawing, and I'm saying, you know, hang on. This concept, Yenjoli, by the way, Yenjoli, uh, uh, Machaya, mm. uh, a good Yenjoli knows how to distribute benefits. Uh, what belongs to a Machaya or what mm. belongs to a father. So distributional questions, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and by the way, uh, we used to laugh back in back home when we were told, you know, uh, because... With the, the idea of the ordered, orderly manner in which Injoli distributes benefits and was different to us than Mendoza. So, 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 competitive bidding has got elements of competition. Indeed, indeed. You know, you know, so uh, Chambas, you, Chambas, I'm, you know, I'm so concerned. We we nearing out of time, and uh, I so, think you know uh, some of the issues you're raising. I don't want you to give away too much because I, I think we all. So, once it's available on wide space, need to go and read this uh, very illuminating PhD. But just to the point you're raising as we wrap up around um, different logics from below that present an alternative system of preference in the procurement system, which I find fascinating, yeah. right? Because yeah. at the moment, the debate in South Africa is around how it, how it is that you define things like local. You know, uh, sure. does local, does it mean, for instance, if uh, a tender is given in Zwite, that somebody who comes from the Oartambo area, uh, district in Tata or even outside of the province, should also be deemed local if we are in a unitary state? And I'm quite interested sure. in these debates because, in a way, it ends up creating all manner of regionalisms, wardisms, uh, sure. and even... Sure you know, very peculiar forms of um, identity formation within local business elites, local business formations, and so on. By the way, Machaya, that's, that, I'm writing a paper just out of that question alone, hmm. um, an academic paper, and I'm hoping uh, uh, it will be published maybe in the next uh, six months. Okay. So, he, 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 so, so, so the, the, the answer to that Okay, I like you call it a logic from below. The answer to that was what made me stumble upon what the tendency gets to be when when people are making or remaking institutions, mm, right? Mm. So, so, so when that debate was being resolved in Nelson Mandela Bay, uh, maybe a, a little bit quickly, uh, how 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 is it that? These forums started here, by the way, long before KZN uh, introduced forums. Uh, uh, interesting development, I find that, and this is something that's established within uh, development studies and, and post-conflict reconstruction, mm. that projects, development projects themselves trigger conflict, right? Yes. That, and also, they change the way in which... Uh, societies are organized before they come. So here, what happened was, uh, initially, 
there was a city-wide approach to defining local. Mm. So local was defined as lo- as coming from Nelson Mandela Bay. Okay. And and the reason why that is the case is that where Forum started, they started in 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 Motherwell, and Motherwell was part along with Mtanzania of the urban renewal program introduced by former president in Bege in 2001. Right? Mm. Now, that meant that Motherwell received a concentration of investments in infrastructure mm. and services over a period of time. And therefore, uh, forums could have started nowhere else but in Motherwell. Yeah, yeah. But what started in, what was interesting to answer your question quickly, uh, Machai, is that the Stalini group, after Pulugwane, uh, Crispian Oliver uh, writes about this. Mm, the Stalini group, mm. after Pulugwane, did something which I thought was quite interesting and, and was, was good in, in its intention of allocating uh, the budget, the capital budget of the municipality, 80 20, uh, 80% towards formally disadvantaged ones. So mm. that started a critical mass of projects around the city where there would be tearing of gravel roads, there would be electrification of service sites, and then this municipality received level two accreditation. That is the devolution of national government functions mm. of building, of, of not just being the ones who manage the demand, but actually build houses. Sure, sure. So that made thinking about local to become more ward-based, because now there was a critical mass of projects everywhere. Hmm. So the elites that were sitting around the table decided, actually, and we see a mushrooming of forums between 2012 and 2013. And by the way, then the construction sector was a boom in the Eastern Cape. Mm. So people were were keen to define local uh, based on how close they are. So along the power power basis. So if I have power in the world, I'm going to be more keen to define local as a word as opposed to the city. Sure. And so I, 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 my biggest finding is that when people are designing institutions, mm. they do so influenced by their vested interests. Chambas, masishi up and do a because and if you want to young, or Douglas North, but if you Nobel Prize for Indonesia. Um, sure. So 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 so, but I I really want to lay my hands on the PhD. So, um, you know, as soon as it's available online, I think we will let our listeners know here. Uh, but I think it's a fascinating account, as I say, of logics and institution design and building from below. Uh, and when yeah. we talk about institutions, we don't mean you know um, is gall or brick and mortar, but like inst- institutions as ways of doing things. Um, and I think in this case, I mean, uh, you know, uh, just from what you've said, I really look forward uh, to that study. I know it will be a fascinating read. Uh, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. That there was Ongama uh, Mtimka, Dr. Ongama Mtimka. And uh, yeah, I want to lay my hands on that study because um, as you can hear, I mean, some of those research interests uh, also overlap with many of uh, the other areas that I... Yeah, I also am quite interested in this idea of...